Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Well, you know the phrase no news is good news? I actually don't think that's the case when we're talking about the Major League Baseball lockout. This is Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the podcast where we cover all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Today's episode is being dropped on that special day for that other sport, and we are, which is the 13th day of February 2022. My God, we're already halfway through February. My goodness. Well, look it. Thanks for making us your first listen. And on this Sunday, I'm sure we're your first listen as we're available on all your free podcasting platforms. And check out all the other great shows in the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. And also, please follow us on Twitter at Lockdown MLB Pods. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at Lockdown MLB Pods. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on instagram so look at as everyone else is paying attention to that other sport i'm still sitting here loving my baseball which is you know it's it's kind of it's locked out in theory you know i mean i understand that it is a lockout but games aren't being played it's the best time to lock something out when we haven't affected the games played it now there was a meeting on saturday afternoon and according to June Lee of ESPN, it, the players walked away unimpressed by the latest proposal from the owners. And we're reaching a critical time here, an absolutely critical time in terms of getting a season started, getting the spring training started, and everything like that. Um, now, look at I didn't think a deal was going to get done this weekend. Okay. MLB sent a 130 page proposal. This is according to ESPN's Jesse Rogers. And here's where I'm optimistic. Okay. There was a proposal that was made, which means there is a dialogue. It doesn't mean it's a great dialogue, but at least they're in the room together. At least there's something. And the, there's been slight nudges, not enough, but at least there's nudges. At least there's a sense of, okay, you know, obviously you want to be able to say meet in the middle. I would love it if they went to an arbitrator to say, agree with what the arbitrator agrees to on this. I would love that. But the fact that yes, the players propose a total of a hundred and five on this bonus pool the owners counted with 10 million, the players dropped it to 100 million, and the owners increased it to 15 million. Here's what I like about that. That's tiny movement. It's insignificant movement, but it's movement. Let me tell you something. I live here 
in Los Angeles County. And there are times when I am stuck in traffic, whether it's on the 5, the 134, the 110. You've seen the sketch on Saturday Night Live, the Californians. That's all we talk about here is getting stuck on highways and in traffic. And there have been times when I'm desperately trying to get somewhere and I'm in basically a parking lot. And there have been times I've put my car in park and I look at my, you know, I look at the time and I think I have X amount of time to get there. How fast can I get there? I can't calculate how fast I can get there because I'm not moving. Okay. Uh, there's no movement. Now, when I'm creeping along, this happened just the other day, I'm creeping along at five, 10 miles an hour on a damn highway. Is it frustrating? Yes, but at least I'm creeping along. You say it's going to take me a while to get there. Now, here's the thing. If they are creeping towards each other, that means they're willing to come meet somewhere in the middle. All right. I have this strange proposal. Meet in the damn middle. No, players, I, I understand that the owner's counter to the 100 million or 110 million in the, uh, what is it, the, the pool that you were, the bonus pool that was proposed and 10 was ridiculously small. I understand that. And 50 would be far from what you would want. But it's also far from what they propose. And do you want, why don't you say that? Well, we need 50. I know why, because then the owners will say, no, we'll say, you know, we can push them down there. But meet somewhere at this point. And the fact that both sides are willing to come together a little bit makes me say, okay, come on, come on. Let me tell you something about me. I'm a special education teacher, as well as the host of this extraordinarily lucrative podcast. And there's a lot of times when I'm working with these kids that you judge success not by all of a sudden all of their problems are solved, but based upon are we moving in the right direction? And sometimes you see the little victories that, yep, we are. This is why I'm optimistic about this weekend. Everyone can posture. Everyone can say, this is ridiculous. We're not impressed, this and that. The owners can say ridiculously stupid things like Manfred talking about how the minor leaguers shouldn't be paid for coming to spring training. Throw them a couple of bucks. Come on, throw them a couple of bucks. Treat them like they're, they're baggers at Ralph's or something like that. Come on. And don't take the attitude which they were taking of, okay, hey, hey, they're using our facilities. That's, that's kind of a payment. That's like telling an artist that they're going to be paid with exposure. You get exposure. People will see your stuff. Pay them. You're flush with cash. Movement is positive. Even not fast enough movement is better than what we could have and what I remember seeing in 94 and 95. And so it may be naive of me, but I don't think it is. It may be me seeing things with a Pollyanna attitude, but I don't think it is, especially when you're hearing things about teams rumbling about, well, you know, once the lockout's over, they're going to make this, once the lockout's over, they're going to make that move. Okay, so obviously the teams are saying, yeah, we want to get going here. And you know the players are. 
And so if there is little movements that are happening, you know, I mean, there's, there's an element which the owners could do, which I'm going to talk about in the second segment. But I'm encouraged. It could be my patience as a special ed teacher, but I am encouraged that there's any movement. That there's an acknowledgement that, okay, this is the process. You want this, we want this. We're going to have to creep one way or the other. One side's going to blink. They're not going to get everything they want, but maybe they'll get something that they can live with. And, and to me, that's the thing. Everyone has a what-can-you-live-with number. You have an ideal number and a what-you-can-live-with number. And both sides have to write that down on a piece of paper and say, if we can get to that, play ball. If somehow there's a, a Venn diagram of what's the number you can live with. And believe me, this is not what I want to be talking about. Okay, I just can't pretend it's not happening. It's really, really hard to do a daily baseball podcast when there's no baseball on. I've done it. I've done it in the offseason before. Heck, I used to do 365 days a year on my old show. But the fact of the matter is, I need baseball on. It makes this show a lot easier to produce, and we can sell a lot more built bars in the process. There's movement. And that's the key. Everything else is detailed. Posturing, uh, stuff being to the press. Are they moving? Are they moving closer together? Okay. Everyone stop. Everyone stop and let it happen. I work with kids who are what are the labels that we have in special education is labeled as moderate to severe. Okay. Most of the kids I work with are nonverbal. They cannot talk. We have to find other ways to communicate with them, other ways to figure out what they want, other ways to get them to express what they need. If you don't think I'm familiar with the idea of we got to take little victories and get to that point, maybe I have more patience than some people, or maybe I see that this is all an admission. Okay? It's funny. I was watching a scene... I don't know if you ever saw the movie The Cotton Club. Um, it's it's a, a flawed movie that Francis Coppola made in the 80s. It has some great scenes in it uh, and some not so great scenes. It's about gangsters and jazz. Anyway, uh, there's a wonderful scene involving Bob Hoskins trying to mediate. Bob Hoskins is a gangster in the film, and he's trying to mediate an agreement between two other gangsters who are basically folding their arms and yelling at each other. And Hoskins is taking the attitude, you guys have to agree with each other because if you do, we're going to make so much money. And if you don't, we're going to lose so much money. And at one point, he grabs both of the gangsters' hands and shoves them together and forces them to shake their hands. This is when I wish we had Bob Hoskins, the gangster. But I think we're going to. I think we're going to get there. We still have movement. Football might be over, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. For all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores. 
podcasts and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, odds right down to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. And while we're here, let's talk a little bit about Rock Auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts from the computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years with reliably low prices for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box, so they know that we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need are at rockauto.com. I'm going to tell two quick stories that are involved with my childhood that are connected to baseball, what's happening. One a negative, one the positive. Uh, and they both take place around the same place. When I grew up, uh, we spent every summer at my grandparents' beach house in Connecticut. It was on the Long Island Sound. And most of my happy memories as a kid were at that place. And then beyond as a kid, it was, as an adult, it stayed in the family. I kept going there, and it was a wonderful place. Now, it was on the Long Island Sound where there were all these what used to be kind of traditional New England beach cottages. But over the years, people started knocking down the quaint, pretty beach cottages and putting up these monstrosities. I remember my mom and I were, were there, and I was in my 20s at this point, and someone who we know, let's just call him Hoff, was watching the house that he grew up in on the beach being destroyed to, and in its place, they were going to, you know, someone's going to build this gigantic monstrosity. And he was standing there like virtually in tears. And my mom's known this guy forever. And he's just seen the crane ripping through the house. And as he looked at it, he said, it's like watching my childhood be ripped up in front of me. And both my mom and I, our hearts sank for this guy. I said, this is terrible. I said, yeah, they're just ripping it up and building something new. And all my memories are being crushed. And my mom asked, who's doing it? Because obviously it wasn't in this guy's possession anymore. And Hoff turns and is like, oh, we are. We're building a new house. It's going to have a big, uh, a big swimming pool and a big balcony. And my mom and I were looking at each other like, you were just crying that your memories are being crushed, but you're the one doing it. What does this have to do with baseball? Manfred is the dude crying on the beach talking about the lockout. This would be disastrous. We're trying to avoid it. We're trying to do this. You're the one doing it. You're the one saying, oh, my childhood is being ripped up as the house is being destroyed. Oh, but we're the one doing it. You're the ones doing the lockout. You can end it before I finish this sentence. And I actually think that might be an interesting ploy for the owners to do. To A, 
if they want the court of public opinion on their side, but also to get some big, huge honking headlines. Because guess what? On Monday, Monday is not just Valentine's Day. It's the day where our love affair with baseball is supposed to be rekindled. That other sporting event that I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention is going to be over. Football is going to be in the rearview mirror. Okay? It's going to be done. Either the folks in Cincinnati or here in Los Angeles are going to be very, very happy. And then we turn our attention to baseball. And if they just said, hey, guess what? We're in this lockout. As a sign of good faith and bargaining, we've already established in the previous segment that people are starting to come slightly together. What if we say, hey, that's it. There's no more lockout. We, are, we, we see that we're going to move together, so let's stop playing games and start playing games. And have that be, you know, if you want to continue to have any of uh, play anything through the press, you say, hey, hey, we ended the lockout so we could negotiate in good faith. We ended the lockout so we can all start making piles of money. So then if it gets prolonged, it's like, hey, the players are the ones doing it. But right now, the owners are. Anytime you hear them talk about anything bad happening, you're doing it. Think of the press that baseball could get. There's no more lockout. It didn't really affect you, fans. It didn't. You know, now you can get your season tickets. Now you can make your plans to go to Florida or to Arizona. Think about that element of the, the, the lockout right now. All the people who make plans, now granted, it's still not the best time to be traveling and everything like that, but a bunch of people are. And the destination of spring training, because spring training was cut short in 2020. Spring training, you couldn't travel that in 2021. Now, again, I'm not a big fan of traveling because I still, we're not through it, folks. But those towns in Arizona and those towns in Florida, you know, not to get all, not to sound like the mayor in Jaws, but, you know, they rely on the influx of people coming in, staying there for spring training, going there for spring break, all that stuff. And now you could, all the positive things could happen and continue to negotiate. You're like, all right, we're moving, starting to move close to each other. All right, let's end the lockout. We're going to get in a room and we're going to negotiate. We're going to see how fast we can get to that middle point. And then we'll all start making money. And the players say, okay, well, maybe we can get this bonus pool. Maybe we can get some more money for the minor leaguers. Maybe we can set up a system that avoid tanking. All the stuff that they're starting to talk about are substance that will affect the elements of not tanking. I would love a draft lottery. As I said the other day, I'm all for abolishing the draft. But a lottery or some things that reward teams that get close to the playoffs but fall short, something, 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 something. And the stuff they're talking about, when you see the actual articles, they're bringing up things about not being able to manipulate service time the way they had by forcing players to stay in the minor leagues for a few you know, extra weeks, which you can say, ah, what's the difference? Well, when we see these pennant races decided by a game or two, here's, 
you know, in the end, this is what the goal should be. To come up with a collective bargaining agreement that incentivizes, is that a word? That creates incentives. Those are words to put the best product on the field at all times. There are other things you can do, universal DH, other things like that, but in the end, that's sort of just window dress. What can we do to make it a positive thing for owners to always put the best product on the field, to always be trying to win more than you lose? And yes, there are going to be times you have to rebuild, and sometimes you have to say, okay, we have to cut bait. I understand that. But create incentives for putting the best product on the field. And when I see some of the things that are happening in this negotiation that are addressing that, that should be enough to say, okay, let's flip the switch. We're the ones doing this. So as a token of good faith, let's do this. And let's all make some money. And I'll be happy. Everyone will be happy, even pirate fans. But they're the ones doing it. So don't cry about it like Hoff on the beach, because do you know what? If you're the one inflicting the pain, you can end it like that. And maybe we'll get to a conclusion. Hey, let's talk a little bit about built bars. It's that time of the year where most of us have given up on our New Year's resolutions, but this year I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a real fan favorite with incredible flavors, yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're so good. These could be my new favorite, although it's still raspberry. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. 100% real chocolate with low calorie, high protein. Replace those candy bars with these. These are better. A typical candy bar could be anywhere to two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com. Scroll down to the macros chart, you'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber. Most built bars contain a hundred and thirty calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and seventeen grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, okay? It's no comparison. You got mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. My favorite, just raspberry. New this month, you got white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious. New flavors are coming out all the time. And if they think a flavor is going to be good, they make it. It'll be delicious. It'll be good for you. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. I have one more memory to talk about from that, uh, that wonderful beach that we used to go to all the time when i was older and the the house became uh, owned by my family and no longer my grandparents um i would invite a lot of my friends and the people who would be there would be this great cast of, of stand-up comedians and television producers that i knew from new york 
And I know most of the time we were there just, you know, having a cookout, being outside, throwing the football around, listening to music, just relaxing. It was just a, you know, fun time. And a lot of times my parents were there. My, and I remember specifically, there was one summer, my dad was a huge golf fan. And he was watching the PGA tournament. And it was a PGA championship. I may have been at one of the majors, but I think it was the PGA championship. I could be wrong. Uh, and it was one where Tiger Woods, well, it must have been 99 or 2000, Tiger Woods was going into some sudden death playoff. Now, about four or five of my friends were there and wound up sitting on the couch next to my dad and were completely transfixed by the game. None of these people were golf fans. None of these people gave a damn about golf. Of course, Tiger was a different thing. Everyone was a little swept up in Tiger mania in, you know, 99, 2000, 2001, et cetera. But like people were watching it like something was on the line and they were completely fixed on every single putt, every single stroke. Do you know why? Because my dad was. There was an infectious enthusiasm from someone who loved the game, and my dad loved watching golf, that he would watch it, and he got into it, and he could tell you why this was great or that was great, and it wound up drawing in these people to watch this game and this, this, this match and this incredibly exciting finish that happened. Now, what does this have to do with baseball? Baseball has to do, on a grand scale, what my dad did on that small scale. Notice those people were drawn into that game, and it wasn't because, well, we're going to add a, a halftime show, or we're going to have J-Lo sing, or we're going to have uh, uh, the ball be red, or we can have extra strokes, or we're going to have a pirate ship in the middle of the golf course. No, they were drawn in because they saw a real fan get excited, and that bled over to them. They wanted to get excited with them. I mentioned the whole Marvel thing the other day and how baseball needs to emulate that. But it really comes down to people like watching things and being part of the community and seeing people get excited about things. People saw the enthusiasm that my dad had for that particular match, and they wanted to share it too. Later that same year, two of my dear friends had tickets to the U.S. Open, the Tennis Open in Queens, which is the, the, the big tennis center, which is right nearby at the time. It was Shea Stadium, now it's City Field. I know nothing about tennis. Nothing. I still think uh, Borg is still playing. I don't, uh, not a thing. And I went to the U.S. Open with my two friends who are both huge tennis fans, crazy tennis fans. And guess what? It was one of the single greatest times I've ever had as a sports fan. Period. End of sentence. All right, the World Series game I went with my dad was better. 
okay? The playoff games I've gone to. But I would put it up there with I've been to basketball playoff games and football playoff games. And I put my time at the U.S. Open the same because I was around people, including my two friends, and their enthusiasm was absolutely palpable. People like getting excited about things. People like liking things. People like seeing someone get super into something and say, oh, man, I'd like to as well. Uh, the marvel example the golf the tennis this is what baseball has to realize you don't have to tinker with the game too much it's already pretty great and you don't want to alienate the fans who are that fan, who are the core of that by saying we're going to tinker with this we're going to play around with that we're going to switch this around we'll put a ghost runner on second no 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 no, no. make the game really really good and create environments that allow the fans, the core fans, to draw other people into it. You don't repel those people. They're the magnetic force. My dad watching that was so enthusiastic that other people wanted to be part of that. And you know what? In this day and age, we want to be connected to people and we want to feel happy about things. And with that in mind, how could you not do everything in your power to make sure the fan base gets what they want and can express it online, social media, create the ways to make the games as accessible as possible, end all stupid blackout rules. Don't put any restrictions on what you can put on YouTube or on Twitter because those people are doing the dirty work for you. All the millions of dollars you spend on your ad team and trying to come up with campaigns, they'll all be dwarfed by people who want to do it, who want to bang the drum for you. Reaction videos, people talking about their favorite players, interactions, all that stuff. It's out there. That's the key to all of this. Create a situation where not only are games being played, but there is a gravitational pull towards wanting to be part of this family of baseball. And it's not always about winning. It's not always about the team that gets into the World Series. It's about having this thing in your life for this period of time, between April and the end of the summer, where you have this team, this group of people that you're going to be with day in and day out. You're going to get to know them. You're going to love them when they win. You're going to be PO'd at them when they lose. But it's an ebb and a flow. And to build the, to realize that that's the core of it. And people like having routines. People like playing Wordle first thing in the morning. People like checking their email and finding their, or, or whatever social media they're doing and having something that's collected that we all do and watch. And what better way to do that, to have all these fan bases have something that they have almost every single day that they can devote some emotion to, they can devote some dedication to, they can devote that passion to, and you start with the core, 
And like the center of a solar system, other fans will start to orbit it. The Marvel example is, you know, a bunch of years ago, the idea of doing comic book movies out of obscure characters would have been oh, a bunch of nerds. And then a few years ago, when all those Doctor Strange portals opened up and the Guardians of the Galaxy and Black Panther and Falcon come flying out in Doctor Strange, and people are crying. People who are not comic book fans are bawling in the theater because they appealed to that core and other people wanted to be a part of it. My friends saw my dad loving that PGA game, the, the tournament, they're going in overtime. And a bunch of people who said, admittedly, they don't care about golf. If you ask them two or three days prior to that, would you watch a golf tournament when you're out at the beach? No. And yet they did. That element is fandom. That element is community. That element is devoting time and love and energy to something. And that's what baseball has to harness. So don't be the dude on the beach watching his house be destroyed when he could stop it. But be the environment that allows people who don't care about the sport to suddenly not be able to take their eyes off of it. Hey, thanks so much for making us your first listen. How about having your second listen be Locked On Bets with your boy Q and expert analysis from Lee Sterling. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On MLB Ponds. Same handle for Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Talking about the love of the game and ways to not inflict pain when it's not necessary, and you can stop it like that. And a couple of stories about the beach house. This has been Locked On MLB for the 13th day of February 2022. I think I said 2021 earlier. And I'm not even correct that. I'm yours, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sullivan.